0: Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the Kingdom of Heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's good to be with you today. We're going to talk about the assignment of the church and our part in it. But before we dive into that, I just want to welcome you. My name is Ruth Hendrickson. I run RHM International. Our heart, our vision, our purpose is to see the body of Christ really trained up, raised up, equipped, set free to become the force to be reckoned with on the face of this earth that we are to be as we bring heaven to earth. So I want to invite you to go to my website. It's ruthhendrickson.org. Take a look at the resources we have on there. See, see what kind of piques your curiosity and just step into it and continue to grow with the Lord. You have a powerful call on your life, and we want to help you step into that. So again, the website is ruthhendrickson.org. And while you're there, feel free to sign up for the email list and become part of the family. So, all right. This mandate that the church has, which means it's a mandate that we have as individuals, can be a little challenging, right? I love what Bill Johnson says. He actually says that the church has a clear assignment. We are to exhibit the multifaceted wisdom of God now. It must permeate all that we do. Let me say that again. The church has a clear assignment that we are to exhibit it, the multifaceted wisdom of God. And I just love it. When you think of the, the full creative edge that God has, the one who spoke you and I into existence. I mean, the one who created the dark from the light, the water from the land, who spoke all the animals into existence, that creative, who who looked and said, okay, let's design a tree this way, but we're gonna design a porcupine this way and an elephant that way. The, and then he goes on and the wisdom, this is, this is how everything intermixes and interweaves and functions together. The multifaceted wisdom of God. Is now and all of that because we carry his DNA because of who we are in him absolutely must permeate the here and now. And when we go to Ephesians 3 10 and 11, I want to read it out of the new uh, Revised Standard Version. And so again, it's Ephesians 3 and it's 10 to 11. Although I am the very least of all the saints. This grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ and to make everyone see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things. So that through the church, the wisdom of God in its rich variety might now be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. Did you catch that? That through the church, the wisdom of God. In its rich variety. God's wisdom is multifaceted and has a, a rich, rich variety, much more than we realize, much more than we often tap into. But what's the purpose? So it would be made known to the rulers and the authorities. You know, the people in our day, the people today, as in every every generation are longing for a gospel. They're longing for a God that's alive and can be experienced. Aren't you, even as a believer, somebody walking with the Lord longing for more of that, longing to taste and see and experience even more of who God is? But what happens with the world in trying to find the newest and the greatest and the best way to reach the masses? Sometimes we sacrifice the experience by attempting to make it more intellectually appealing. In other words, we dumb down the gospel of Jesus Christ, the very strength that's supposed to draw people to him. Yes, it will offend some, but it draws others. That's the very thing that we go and we dumb down, trying to make it more palatable so that we don't offend because we're so afraid of offending others. But the interesting thing is, is that here we have Paul who wrote the book of Ephesians he couldn't make the gospel intellectually appealing. I mean, think of who he is. Think of all his education, all his training, he was raised up as a Pharisee. He he fully understood the religious system. He understood the Jewish people and their belief. And yet he could not make it intellectually appeal- appealing. So who are we by thinking that we can make the gospel intellectually appealing? It's really interesting because it could be easier to edge off on the signs of the wonders and miracles and experiencing the fullness of the presence of God. And just to make it a history course or a study class than it is to bring in the fullness where we need the plumb line. We need the word of God. We need that intellectual side. But we can never afford to sacrifice the experiential, the relationship, the more of God. And so... Um, you know, I, let me put it this way. And, you know, all the years that I've preached, God really dealt with me on this. It is much easier to just get up and give a message or to preach and not or to teach and not take the time or not make the space for the fullness of God, for the experience of God, to pray for healing, to to um, see the signs, wonders and miracles released. Because whenever we do that, whenever we make space for the experience, we are we are putting ourselves at risk because the question can come sneaking in. What if God doesn't show up? What if I pray for this person and God doesn't show up? What if, what if, what if, what if? And so again, there could be a real comfort level in just using the intellectualism because we have a sense of control. We can go into our heads and buy what we know, but when we open it up for the Holy spirit to move with power then we're taking a risk. But when we're looking at the fullness of the gospel, the only way we cannot dumb it down is to stand on the word of God and to understand and, and learn. And yes, that's the intellectual end, but we have a living God. So it's so much more and to make sure that we keep space, that we make space for that experience. Um, again, it's quite another thing to make space for God to move and for people to experience the mighty hand of God. It's a huge risk. I remember being someplace praying for a young man who had a traumatic brain injury and everything in me wanted to see him healed. And we spent a long time praying for him. And it was a big risk to, um, to take that space and to really contend and step into that. You know what? We didn't see him healed. And that night I laid awake all night. It was a Saturday. I was supposed to preach Sunday and I'm going, God, what do I have to offer? What do I have to offer? I preached the word I shared about healing. We talked about your word. We stood on it. And then we opened things up and we saw some things happen. I don't want to miss that. We saw some things happen, but my focus was so much on this young man and it didn't happen for him. And so i really, I wrestled, I questioned my, my position as a pastor. I questioned, um, you know, how I step into healing, how I open up that door. Do I even want to do that again? What do I even have to preach about tomorrow when this amazing young man wasn't healed? His life was not restored to the fullest. And the Lord just said to me, you have to make a choice based on the, what the word of God says. As to how you're going to play that out, how you're going to open that up as you preach the word, as you teach, or are you just going to walk away from everything altogether? And, you know, as I wrestled that night, I'm like, Lord, I'm even more determined. I want to see this young man healed. Like he's, I've seen him a number of times and every time we pray for him and, and I want to see it, I'm contending for it. I want to see it. in so many others that I can't turn around or I can't dumb down the gospel of Jesus Christ. If. If, if Jesus healed and he says, we're going to do the same or greater things, then we have to keep contending for that because that's the truth of the word of God. And I cannot afford to dumb down the message or to just give the word hey the lord heals okay glory hallelujah amen you can go home now if we're going to stand on the truth of the word and if the word says that we're going to do the same things Jesus did and even greater things then we have to continue to contend and step in even when we don't see it we we have to resist the temptation to dumb it down in the because we may not because god may not show up i don't know how else to put it we have to resist that temptation And keep going for it and going for it and going for it. You know, often I'll say to somebody, you might go up there 99 times to get for healing or for this, that or the other thing, and you don't receive it because it could be time number 100. So if you stop at 99, you may stop short of the fullness of your victory, of the fullness of your healing. I never want to stop short of all that God has. But if I let the discouragement seep in and the frustration seep in and the hopelessness seep in and the unbelief seep in, then I will stop short of what God has. So I have to radically stand on the word of God without excuse, even the times when it hurts, even the times when it doesn't make sense. I can't afford to dumb down the word of God. As a believer, as a follower of Jesus, as part of the body of Christ, It is our job to bring in the wisdom of God in its rich variety and that it will be made known. That rich variety includes the word of God, the experience of God, the signs, wonders, and miracles, the creative ideas that come from the kingdom of heaven, the fullness of who the Lord is, all the principles of forgiveness, of love, of righteousness. All these all these things come together and encompass aspects of the fullness of the mystery of Jesus Christ and all that he has for us. So with this, it interests me that there are many, many uh, bodies of believers around who don't believe in the gifts of healing. And yet they pray for somebody when they're sick. They pray for them to be healed. Think about that. Doesn't that kind of um, not quite fit right together? I mean, if we're going to pray for healing, then there needs to be some element or something in our faith that believes that we have a God who heals or else why are we even praying for healing? Um, But they pray for healing and put an amen to it and don't expect anything out of the ordinary to happen. I'm guilty of that. How often have I prayed for somebody not really expecting anything to happen? Where's my expectation? Where is your expectation? What are you expecting Christ to do? What are you believing for? As I say this, I don't want anyone to hear judgment because again, I've done this. I have done this myself. I was raised with glimpses into signs, wonders, and miracles. But even though I had these glimpses, they were just that. They were little snapshots because the church I was growing up in was a very traditional church that didn't really make room or have room to experience the fullness of God. So I learned to walk in the safe line and to believe in God, but not to make room for the experience in many ways. And I've been part of churches who have experienced the fullness and the blessing and the power of the Holy Spirit with whom revivals have hit. And then something happens that doesn't quite fit into their understanding and they begin to back off and they walk away even though they have tasted and seen and experienced because of a season of disappointment of disillusionment of God not showing up in the way that they expected him to show up they go and walk away we cannot afford to allow the disappointments to to um to rise higher than what the word of God says. The word of God must always be the plumb line that we, that we pull the experiences up to. If God says he heals, I'm going to keep contending for healing until I see the manifestation of that. We cannot afford to stop short. Going back to our scripture in Ephesians, Ephesians Paul is stating that he has the honor of bringing the, the news of the boundless riches of Christ to the Gentiles. Okay, let's talk about boundless riches. What are boundless riches? That means unlimited or immense. Think about that for a moment. The fullness of all God has to offer cannot cannot fit within our human brain. There is always more. 100% of the time, there is always more than God has than what we can fit into our minds and what we understand and what we can perceive. You know, 1 Corinthians 2.14 reminds us, those who are unspiritual, Do not receive the gifts of God's spirit, for they are foolishness to them. And they are unable to understand them because they're spiritually discerned. We need our spiritual um, antennas, our spiritual wisdom, our spiritual discernment increased. Every single one of us needs that increase. You know, Paul, jumping back to Ephesians, Paul says to make everyone see what is plain, what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in Christ. Who revealed all things the plan of mysteries for ages hidden in god the only way we can get to know the mysteries is to truly come to know god and we have to go deeper you know scripture also states that it's god's pleasure to reveal his mysteries it's only through the wisdom of god and it's rich variety that people can truly see the fullness of the kingdom of heaven i want to circle back as i wrap this up to what bill johnson says the church has a clear assignment we are to exhibit the multifaceted wisdom of God now. It absolutely must permeate all we are and all we do. So how is the wisdom of God? How is the multifaceted wisdom of God permeating your life, each and every area of your life? How is it impacting how you how you dream with God? How you pray for people? What your expectations are? All of this comes into play as we grow and we have to fuel that excitement and turn up the flame so that it burns within us so that we never stop short because you know what? Disappointments are going to come. There's going to be times when we pray and we don't see answers or the answers don't look the way that we want them to look. We cannot afford to back off on who our God is. Father, forgive us for when we backed off. Because everything in us was created to move forward and to walk with the Lord and discover those hidden mysteries. It's his delight to show us. It's his delight to invite us into dream at a different level. So today, I want to invite you to look for the multifaceted wisdom of God, to bring it into the now, to dare to dream again with him, to dare to step out and pray for somebody with expectation of a result. And if we don't see that result, we don't stop. We become so focused that no matter what, we don't stop. We don't stop. We don't stop. We just keep going and going and going. Even if we feel like we hit a wall, you know, in, um, uh, in scripture, it says I can run through a wall and leap over. No, I can, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. Okay. That wall that's in front of you you have the capacity to break through or leap over. If you feel like the hordes of the uh, enemy are coming against you, you have the power to run through because of who you are, in the Lord. Don't ever stop short. Don't ever stop short. We have an assignment that we absolutely must carry out. So again, thank you for joining me today. I just want to encourage you, you know, really turn up that flame for the fullness of who God's created you to be, to, to really experience the wisdom of God and to, and to bring it the earth. The, the people around you are hungry for it. They're desperate for it. So you have an opportunity today to be a light, to bring the wisdom, to bring the fullness of the creativity of heaven into a situation and make a difference. So be a man or woman of impact for the kingdom of heaven today. Again, thank you for joining me. Have a great day. Please feel free to share this. Really appreciate it when you share it on your social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. um, Please feel free to share. Also, please feel free to subscribe to YouTube and also to the podcast Real Truth with Ruth. Would love to have you rate, subscribe, review that. And again, the website is ruthhendrickson.org. Why not sign up? Join our email list, become part of the family as we grow together, as we work to change the culture around us. Be so blessed today. Have a great day. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhenderson.org.